0: Hi, this is John Leonard, Associate Dean for Clinical Research.
1: John, thanks for joining us. How long have you been at Cornell?
0: I've been here for 27 years, came here as an intern, and have been here ever since.
1: And tell us about your role in the medical school.
0: Well, having done my training here and then being involved as a hematologist, oncologist, and subsequently uh, various administrative roles, most recently I've taken on the role of being Associate Dean for Clinical Research and Director of the Joint Clinical Trials Office.
1: Tell us about the Joint Clinical Trials Office. What is that office and how does that serve the faculty?
0: The JCTO was established about five years ago, and it was established as a collaboration between Weill Cornell Medical College, at that point now Weill Cornell Medicine, and New York Presbyterian Hospital. And it is a partnership between the college and hospital to bring under one umbrella all of the activities or most of the activities associated with clinical trials and clinical research. So this really uh, provides support and training for investigators. It deals with really institutional organizational structure from the standpoint of contracting with sponsors, whether they be pharmaceutical sponsors or dealing with uh, foundations or uh, the federal government with regard to clinical trials. It also really provides uh, educational support to faculty and staff for their training, as well as operational support. So people that serve the roles along the lines of clinical trial coordinators, research nurses, data managers, all generally fall under the auspices of the Joint Clinical Trials Office. We also help with some of the financial management, so budgeting and finances of clinical trials and the management of uh, really study-specific budgets, so if investigators are conducting clinical trials uh, and are dealing with support from sponsors, we help manage that for them.
1: That's a tremendous amount of work and service. What do you consider to be sort of the most utilized part of that whole landscape in terms of supporting clinical research? Is there a particular thing where faculty are seeking you out all of the time? Well, it, it really
0: depends on the level of the faculty member. I would say that if you take a research project kind of from soup to nuts, ideally a faculty member would uh, partake of some of our training programs to learn not only about clinical research in general, but what's institution-specific, what policies and procedures are are here versus wherever a faculty member may have been previously, or if they were in training before and had never really done this, they obviously need some orientation in how to conduct uh, clinical research and just kind of the nuts and bolts of that. So the first step really is our website and some of our training programs. Uh, I would say that operational support, helping faculty with having staff to help them prepare the scientific review, what we call CSCC, Clinical Study Evaluation Committee Review, IRB review, dealing with sponsors. All of those uh, aspects of clinical research are things that we oversee and I think can provide support to faculty. And then depending on the type of research, if it is a pharmaceutical sponsor for those sorts of studies, we facilitate that work through the office, negotiating the contract, helping with the budget, et cetera. And then mainly, I think most importantly, just the conduct of the research, the team that's going to help the investigator take care of the research subjects, consent them, conduct the study related procedures, analyze data, et cetera.
1: Great. So you've been at Cornell a long time. What do you consider to be unique and special about the environment here?
0: I would say that the environment at Wild Cornell is really kind of right in the sweet spot. I think to have an academic career – what I have seen, and and this is partly my colleagues from at other places as well as my own experience here, is that to some degree you need to be at a place that's big enough that you can accomplish what you want to do. You want to have colleagues, you want to have support, uh, whether it's clinical research, you want to have access to patients and colleagues that can participate in your research. On the other hand, in some cases, being too big is not so good because you don't have quite the same opportunities necessarily. You may have more resources in some cases, but you may not have the same freedom to pursue whatever direction you want to do. If you're working in a specific area at a very large center, there may be 10 or 20 other people working in that area. And so to carve out your niche in that division and that department in that, let's say, disease area can be challenging. So I think we fall right in the middle of that, kind of uh, the Goldilocks, not too big, not too small. Uh, not too hot, not too cold, so to speak. Um, And I think while Cornell is a very collaborative place. I think that there are many different people who have diverse interests here, and I've had a lot of fun and, I think, to some degree, success uh, working with people from different areas that can bring different domains, different backgrounds, different interests to a specific research project and, in my case, things that are centered around patients.
1: Great. What do you recall being the best advice you got as a new faculty member?
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, I started here like uh, I know many of our new faculty start after finishing their training, whether it's residency, fellowship. uh, And so, you know, I think I was really focused on kind of just how to be a doctor, how to not kill any patients now that I was 100 percent responsible for them, and just the basics of being a faculty member. But I think um, really the advice I would give and, and the advice that I think I received and maybe stumbled onto is to ask lots of questions, ask people. I think there's a, a tendency when you're a new faculty member to kind of uh, Uh, you know, figure, well, I'm a faculty member now. I have to figure this out. I have to have the answers. I can't ask for help because I'm more or less, you know, higher on the totem pole. And I think uh, I see over and over the most successful people I know are those that are seeking help, seeking advice, that are not afraid to say, I don't know, or how do you do it here? And I think that that's really the best advice is don't be shy about asking for help. So often, and I'm sure you've seen it, there are people that have a problem that beat, them, beat their head against the wall for months and months. And if they'd only asked the right person, they would have solved that problem pretty quickly. So I think asking questions and, and finding people that not only bring something different to your project, so to speak, but also people that do the same kind of work you do so you can share and learn from their experience, I think, is a great, great piece of advice.
1: That's great advice. Thank you, John, for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Thanks very much.